And we're here on the KM Podcast, Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football and NFL. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. A lot going on in the world of football. A lot going on, and that's why we chose to do the podcast later in the week, because we wanted to make sure the uh, a lot of these uh, transactions were done and official before we got on the mic and started saying how bad they were. <laughs> um, the Lions are pretty busy in free agency as it started. Um, before we even get to free agency, things that affect free agency I want to get to first. I don't think we've had a podcast since the uh, – Carolina Panthers moved up to the number one pick, and Chicago Bears moved all the way down to number nine to take uh, whoever they're going to take. But the number one pick, and that's weird that a team will move from one to nine, Mike. I don't know if you thought about that at the time, but usually a team moves off that pick. It goes a few spots down, four spots, you know, the most five spots. But to go from one to nine when you probably are going to be out of the premier player part of the draft, that, that takes guts, man. You mean to drop back to nine, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, to drop from one yeah, to that, nine. Yeah, I think that is a little bit unusual, but it really doesn't, for teams like the Detroit Lions and other teams, it really has no impact on them at all. The same two guys are going to go one, two at the top of the draft. It just, the order might be shifted, and it might be a different team picking them, but I don't think it really has any impact at all on the Detroit Lions draft. Well, I'm going to disagree don't. with you on that. I think it does in another way. Not The way you're talking about is true that the quarterback is going to be there, but I think it puts pressure on now for other teams to maybe move up to the Arizona spot because you for sure two, th- three quarterbacks are probably going in the first four picks. I know I said to be sure and probably, but three quarterbacks are going to go in the first four picks 95%, you know, because then he's going to take a quarterback and the first two teams are going to take a quarterback, Houston and Carolina. So now that you know that officially, the fight for that last quarterback is on and that might affect the Lions because teams are either going to try to get to Arizona Seattle, who's at five, or Detroit at six for that last quarterback. But, but I'll just repeat what I said. That, that, that trade has nothing to do with that. That's already that was going. Those two players are there and are going to be taken one two. Doesn't have it. It doesn't have any impact at all. What's going to happen next is going to happen next, regardless. Well, the Chicago necessarily wasn't going to take a quarterback if they stayed there. So it does. It did affect that part for a team for sure going to take a quarterback at number one. Well, yeah, but I think Kenny. But I, here's where I disagree with you again. I've been the two mock drafts. I, I'm sorry, the two mock drafts I've done, and the other ones I've read, which is like seven or eight hundred, all had Chicago. The great majority of them all had Chicago trading out of that position anyway. They weren't going to take a quarterback. Yeah, I'm, yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. But if they if Chicago stayed there, you got to admit they were not going to take a quarterback. I doubt that they would have taken a quarterback. Right. Yeah, I doubt that. Yeah. They might have got. There's been some speculation that they might have gotten into a quarterback shuffle and traded, you know, traded the uh, fields and and to get some, you know, and but none of that happened. But like I said, I don't think it had any. That doesn't have any impact on the Detroit Lions. What's going to happen from three on was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Well, the thing about it now, the three spot it becomes the point part of the draft now, where teams going to move up or try to move up there. Or is there, what's Arizona going to do? You know, who are they going to take? To me, that's the point part of the draft now, the the real unknown. Well, Arizona, the, the, just it's almost like that franchise is unraveling. You know, the quarterback is hurt. The coach has been fired. As soon as they, Kyler Murray they, mouthed off at the coach last year on the sideline, things like from that right. point on, everything has been down. And you know what? They can talk about the Lions' futility for the last 20, 30 years or whatever since 91. But I will match you, even though the Cardinals had a couple of good years in there, and then Kurt Warner time they went to the Super Bowl, 
I I, may, I will match them futility with futility because they they like you said, Mike. They get in these phases where they just are terrible. I mean, organizationally terrible. Well, and they're, and they're back at that. I think they want to remember Lomas Brown left the Detroit Lions, signed with the Arizona Cardinals, and they made the playoffs. And it was a big celebration. It was the first time they made the playoffs in something like forty three years. Yeah, something like that. I'd have to look that up, but it's something like that. The Lions and no other team has had the same the same dry, you know, dry, uh, dry spell that the Cardinals had. Now look, lately they've been better, but they're right back to what they were before. Well, they also are a team that took quarterbacks in the top ten two years in a row, and I'm if that's 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 a sign that your organization doesn't know what they're doing. Well, they certainly didn't plan ahead, and I think that's one of the good things that that uh, that Brad Holmes does is is, is plan ahead. They certainly didn't look ahead to see what was coming next after they made, took the first quarterback 10th overall. They didn't look ahead and see that, well, Kyler Murray might be available. Let's wait and get the real quarterback next year. So that's how they got stuck with two. Oh, how about give Josh Rosen an actual chance? I mean, that, that, he, he may have never well, panned out, and his career went down from that point. But you got to admit, he, remember they played the Lions that year. He wasn't great, but you got to give these guys a chance. Well, I agree with you, but he's – with a lot of teams, he's had a lot of. Well, I'm saying, yeah, but once you like, places. like I, I always say, depending on where you go as a quarterback, depends the rest of your career. I still say, if David Carr never would have got sacked seventy sometimes as a rookie, he would have been a way better quarterback for Houston than what happened. They put him out there too yeah. fast. They ruined him. He was shell shocked after, and he, and he never recovered. And I, I think quarterbacks go to the right situations. They can develop, and someone that should have developed just never do because of where they went. Well, my my, and I've said this to you before. My opinion on him is he was what he was, and that's what he was going to be anyway. But that's story for a different day. Story for a different day. Um, as long as we both agree that I'm right. Well, you know, I, this is one of these <laughs> unprovable points where nobody's willing right, to prove it. But uh, I agree. I, I respect Let's everybody's opinion. Way, I'm unlike politicians today. I respect other sides' opinions. Oh yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Although I will, I will say this about him. Look, either way you go, it's not the way to do it. It's not. It's not the it's not a good way to, to, just to throw a quarterback in there. I, I believe in playing him as soon as you want to play him, but you've got to give him a fighting chance, and he didn't have a chance. No. Now, he didn't, and he didn't have the inner strength to fight through it. And you know, like like uh, like uh, Bo Duro, Joe Duro. I'm sorry, but we got you know he's been getting hit left, right, and Joe, sideways, Joe Burrow, and yeah. still was able to yeah. manage Joe Burrow, yeah. and still able to manage it. Yeah, I don't want to go back to a historical opinion or or whatever, but I. We'll say this about David Carr, and that's all we're going to say about him because I think we've talked too much about David Carr. Check him out on the NFL Network if you want to see him. But I remember he came in the four field, and they played the Lions, and Joey was the quarterback. And I thought David Carr had a good guy. I believe they beat the Lions that day, and David Carr was pretty good that day. And I said, this kid's got something. And after that, it was downhill. Just goes to show that you're not a very good evaluator. Of that's true. But I might get another chance. We're going to talk about that now before we get into the Lions free agent signing so far. Um, I think uh, the quarterback situation might be back on the table. What do you mean the quarterback the situation? I think that the lack of so far of them signing a backup quarterback, the lack so far of who's left to sign as a backup quarterback, and the lack of, we're going to talk about the Jalen Carter situation in a minute, when that number six pick comes, I quarterback's not off the table for me now, Mike. Well, it never has been. Well, it was for a minute. Uh, you know, I fluctuate week to week. I'm, I'm 
a wishy-washy guy. No, no, minute-to-minute. Minute-to-minute. But this week I was off quarterback at six until the events of this week happened, and we're going to talk about the events of this week happening in a minute. But there's a real possibility one of those big four, and I count those the big four quarterbacks, will be there, and that's Stroud, Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Will Levis. One of those four will be there at six. It's a possibility. And if that's the case, and there's nobody else you want to take. Possibility versus probability. I think possibility is always possible. I think it's a probability. I think it's probable one will be there. I don't see. What do you mean by by probable, Ken? I don't see Arizona taking a quarterback, and I don't see Seattle taking a quarterback. So those are two spots gone out of the first five. So even if three quarterbacks are taken in the first five, there's still one going to be left at six. So I say it's, that's probable. So you say it's more than 50% that they'll draft I think it's more than 80% there'll be a quarterback there. It's up to them if they're going to draft one. I'm just no, saying. No, no, that's, but that's different. Are they going to take them or not? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying that there'll be a quarterback. There'll be a discussion there at that time. And I guess the answer to that question can only be uh, can only be made depending on what they do in the next couple of weeks before the draft. Because if they go sign a, a veteran quarterback for good money, then the urgency to have a quarterback is not there and they might not take them. But they might see the, the way these quarterback salaries are rising, it might be a good time to grab a young guy. I don't know the, the way they're thinking, but what is your opinion on that? I, I, well, I expect the Lions to draft a quarterback and sign a veteran both, one of, one of, you know, one of each, uh, for, one for backup, one for development. And one for immediate backup and one for development. Now, how that's going to, you know, come about, I don't know. Is it going to get? Are they going to get one in the second round, third round, fourth round? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But I don't see them. I don't see them drafting a quarterback in the first round to compete or whatever with with Jared Goff. I think there's. I think the Detroit Lions are at a at a really good point in their uh, in their development right now, where they can add a couple of players in the draft to make them a really strong about playoff threat, playoff, not just contender, but maybe, you know, the team to beat in the NFC North. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do anything to interrupt that or short circuit that momentum. I, I can agree with that. Out. Well, we'll come back to the draft in a little while because there's two other points I want to make. Let's get to the free agent signing so far by the Lions. Um, David Montgomery, the running back, and they signed two cornerbacks, Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, good cornerbacks, good one-two punch. I mean, if you want to say on the – on the um, depth chart, they're probably both starters right now, wouldn't you say? Penciled in. Oh yeah, and, and really, it's a little different, a little different in starters right now in, in this era. But you consider the the third quarter. The, I'm sorry, the third, uh, the third uh, cornerback a starter too. You know, the nickelback. You consider him a starter. Also. Is that Will Harris really, to you? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they like him. He, he's a tough guy. You know, he's he, he really plays hard. He may, he makes some plays. That's one thing about him when he's out there. He does make some plays. Yeah. So if you kind of re-signing him, that's three corners they've signed this week. Well, they've already they've already re-signed him. That's why I said those three corners they've signed this week. Yeah, you know what? When you know it's official, when Tim Twentyman's done a side podcast, <laughs> it's official. <laughs> those are, by the way, for people out there, those are great to listen to. They really are. All right. We'll, we'll listen to those on the on Detroit not as good as us. Okay. Not as good as us. So my point being, we talked about that. 
a lot of people had uh, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from um, yeah. Colorado and um, wherever he went before Colorado, Oregon, Colorado, Oregon. He both schools. He's at Oregon he, now. Yeah, yeah, well, he was at Colorado and went to Oregon. They had him being the number six pick. A lot of mocks, more mocks than not had him going to the Lions. I think that's completely off the table now, cornerback at six. I don't know about completely, but mostly. I'd say that mostly. Okay. I never mostly thought it was happening them. anyway because, like I said, as I give you my stat, when Brad Holmes has been with the Rams and in position of power, they have never drafted a cornerback before the third round. And I just think that they don't value those corners. But he's not the, well, well, anyway, I don't think he was the decision maker with no, the Rams. No, that. but it's philosophy. It's philosophy. That's what I'm okay. saying. And I think he takes a lot of his philosophies from where he came from. But so we'll see. But um, this is the question, though, while we're talking about cornerbacks. Jeff Akuda. Doesn't look good. Good $10 million this year. <laughs> yeah. If you cut him, you get five back. Is he even going to be on the squad in a week? Well, I don't know what the date is on when, when you do that, when, when you get the, the $5, million, $5 million break. But I think his, his – put it this way, to me his status is as a starting cornerback for the Detroit Lions is greatly in doubt now and all that other stuff will play itself out. But strictly as a player, strictly as his his, his role now uh, and his status, I think that that's, that's gravely in doubt for him right now. Well, I thought, Mike, he started to, I, thought he just, sorry, I thought he started to take some steps last year until about the halfway point of the season. I thought he played pretty well. But, you know, as the Lions were making their, making their rush last year, you know, one eight of their last turn, he really wasn't a significant part of it. Well, if he's not starting, then he's got to depart. Because – Nobody's having a ten million dollar cornerback sitting on the bench. If you have that well, choice, well, if he's if he's, if he's better than your fourth cornerback and then he plays, yeah, you want to keep him. No, <laughs> no, no. If he's better than your fourth cornerback, then you cut him and you get somebody cheap to be the fourth cornerback. You're not paying ten million dollars for a guy sitting on the bench. It's just not happening. But you're going to pay the money anyway. We might as well get something out of it. No, you're not because if a fourth guy you can get for if you're just getting a fourth guy, you can get a guy for probably two million. Okay, and they're saving you money. But those rookie contracts are guaranteed. you got to pay them the money. So the point, well I just told you. I just told you. If you cut them, you'll get a $5 million relief. Okay. okay. So you go get a guy for $2 million, you save 3 They're not going to keep a $10 million corner on the bench. It's just not happening if you have a choice, and they have that choice. Well, it's $5 million. It's, it's now it's no, I'm talking about the salary if you keep them is $10 million for this year. That's his, yeah, that's his yeah. cap number. You're not okay. keeping a $10 million corner on the bench. If he cannot start... He's no good to you. I'm going to say no good, but 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 reduced reduced value. So we'll ha- we'll look for that. We'll look for that. Um, I'm surprised DJ Chark has not signed with anybody yet, as of the time we do this podcast. And I wonder how the Lions want him back because now the board is open for your draft. You've pretty much oh, and I I didn't even talk about a lot of the guys that the Anzalones and the. Um, the uh, big fella that they brought back um, the tag. John Kaminsky? No, Kaminsky, Kaminsky and the other guy. Uh, Isaiah Bugs. Isaiah Bugs, right. They brought these guys back to fill spots, starting spots. At the worst, they're starting spots. So all the positions are filled now to where you're just improving talent in a position. So they go into the draft, can take the best player available at any position, and it's, it's okay because they're looking for now just talent. They don't have a pressing you- need. But and they, and they also have not signed anybody with a with a with a contract that's going to inhibit them going forward. In other words, I think these are all manageable contracts from a financial standpoint. Two financial 
financially in the Lions' benefit. No, the guys are getting good money. Let's put it, there's no doubt about that. But there is no $96 billion right. you know, guy with, right. five, right. with, a, with a $50 million right. buyout. Or right. There's no Orlando Brown contracts or uh, the guy from uh, Washington in pain. Right. No contract like that, $90 million with 40 you know, 60 guaranteed or nothing like that. So, right, exactly. I think – Looking at Brad Holmes' three draft or three years now here since going into his third, that his philosophy is that your draft picks are the ones that are going to inherit big contracts when it's time to re-up them. And I think that's the way he's building the team. You know, if you look at the contracts he's given out, he hadn't really gave a big one out yet, but the ones he re-signed or whatever were young players on their second contracts that have played for him, got the biggest contracts, Ragnow, a Quora, those were probably the biggest contracts he's given out from guys that are already on the team. Right. So, John, John, John Kaminsky re- re-signed yesterday. Yeah, for, for, not a big number. Years. Not a big number. Not a big number. Yeah, Bugs yeah. wasn't a big number. Right, right. right. Not a, a big number. To us, but it's right. not a lot of money. Right. And they told you that when they talked a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Don't we're going to get guys that fit the team as free agents. Don't worry about the big splash. And they're right. right. They don't do the big splash. Now, there is a big splash we can talk about. Jalen Carter yesterday had one of the worst workouts. He was winded. I've seen worse, though. Remember, uh, what was that big tackle from Cincinnati? Oh, uh, he's from Alabama. Andre Smith. Remember, he ran with his shirt off, and he looked like a, a beach whale sure, out there, and he yeah. had that terrible workout. Ended up being a pretty good player. He was not he, – he dropped. He was like one of the one, two, three guys in the draft – before the process started, and he dropped it somewhere in the first round, the middle, whatever, and whoever took him. He had a pretty good career. I think Cincinnati ended up taking him. He had a pretty good career. And I'm just saying, be careful when you look at these little workouts here to take away from what the player is. Now, Jalen Carter has problems, and he settled his legal problems that, Well, today as this uh, podcast is taking place. He's not going to jail. He's getting some community service, and he pleaded to some misdemeanors. So the legal part is off the case now. Now it's about the pleaded, player. I think he, pre- he pleaded no contest, I think it was. Yeah, well, they settled. Whatever okay. it was, he yeah. pleaded to pleaded whatever. No yeah, so yeah. He, he, like I said, if he had been involved in the accident or caused the accident, he wasn't getting that plea deal. So you can be rest assured of that. And if he was drunk at the time uh, by reading the reports or whatever and whatever, they would have, you would have known about it. So it's not like he's getting away with anything. So he, the, that part is over. Now, when his workout happened yesterday, he nine pounds heavier from the combine, which was the you know, two weeks ago, um, didn't finish the workout. He was winded and got cramps. I'm telling people out there, stop, stop, stop about this workout, and he's undraftable. Let the Lions make the decision. Bring the kid in, talk to him, see where he's at, see if it's – because you don't hear teammates talk about it. I saw Nolan Smith in an interview yesterday glowingly talk about this kid. He – Sure, he's going to talk about his teammate favorably, but he didn't have to do it. He could have you mumbled. We've seen guys mumble through endorsements before, Mike. He didn't have to do it. I just think that you got to sit down and find out where this kid is because I'm telling you right now, you miss out on somebody like that. I, I saw Warren Sapp drop like that, and Warren Sapp had problems. But I saw him drop like that, and he was able to be a Hall of Famer. You don't pass on Hall of Fame talent when a kid is 20, 21 years old because that's not what they're going to be like at 23 or 22, or you bring him into a good environment and change him around. You just got to find out, is he a bad kid? I don't know about bad kid, but uh, I think we've both talked about this before, that there have been some red flags on him sure. or any of this other stuff. Sure. And and, and, they were in a, and they were in an area where you absolutely don't want them, and that's, and that's uh, 
you know, in terms of football, football, uh, his d- desire to play football, some problems he has that we've heard about. I don't know if they're true or not. I, I suspect they are, though. I don't think people are making stuff up on him. That you know, is he fully committed to, to playing football? It doesn't sound like it. Doesn't seem like it. But but you never know. Right. That's why I say you got to bring him in and talk to him and look him in the eye. Don't worry about all the stuff you heard. But like I said, when you say is he committed to playing football, if if his non-commitment is the defeat, the story that you got out of him, the way he played in college, then just think if you get him to commit. If he's playing that good as a non-committal, just think how good he can be if he commits. So you got to dig in it. This is your job for this next week because I know it looks like he's going to fall to six. He'll be there when you pick, and it's going to be your choice if you want to take him or not. But I'm telling you right now, be do your research, Lions, on this one. I, I'm – I'm not for burying kids at 20 years old, Mike. I'm just not, I'm never been like that in my life, even out of football. I'm t- I hate to see people th- get thrown away early, you know. Well, the, I, I basically agree with you on that. But just one thing about do your duty or do your due diligence and all that. I don't think there's any evidence that the Detroit Lions don't examine these players to the nth degree. No, so, I'm not saying that. I agree with well, you. Well, just I'm make sure. That. Yeah, yeah just make sure that. you're not. I'm not them and the Lions before they get. I'm really talking to the fans out there that want to just drop a guy after five minutes and and you know it's it's just that and then when the media starts piling on you know I've seen it from yesterday as soon as he didn't finish the workout oh my God will he drop down to now I saw somebody from Jacksonville on will he drop down to our pick at 24 I mean you know just come on man step back take a break and let the process play out. You know, if you were if you were sitting around thinking about going to jail, and you you're a 20 year old kid, and you worried about, you know, I'm blowing my future by going to jail, you might eat uh, for a week or two too and gain nine pounds. Trust me. But let's see where it goes. I'm I'm just putting that out there because I don't I don't throw kids away. I try to you know rehabilitate them. That's the kid. Where were Let me let me just say this. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> well, you know, I, I told you to call. I gave you a dime. You didn't call. <laughs> now. More controversy, the Lions. Lions always seem to have some type of controversy. controversy. And this is not a bad controversy, but it was, it's a controversy. Lions uh, going to free agency. They signed the two corners quickly, re-signed Anzalone, which was a controversy in itself. We'll talk about that in a minute. But they signed David Montgomery instead of Jamal Williams. Right. The fans are in an uproar because, like I said, Jamal Williams, um, and I told you this on the podcast before, I'm only paying so much for a cheerleader. After that, I, you got to pay for a performance. I thought David Montgomery was the better back. You paid more for him than Jamal ended up signing for. But it kind of seems to me that Jamal Williams was slow walking this too and thought he was going to get more and maybe he should have took the deal and they would have signed him. That's the way I see it. I don't disagree with what you're saying except for one thing. We don't know that he was offered more and turned it down. No, no, I'm saying he was offered more. I said he wanted more. Right. Okay. But – and we then he slow walked it, and they said, forget it. We'll just go get somebody else. The rumor was I read a thing, like I said, it's just rumors from the Internet or whatever, rumors from somebody who said that they gave him a deadline or they'd have to start looking for somebody else. They didn't read the numbers at the deadline day, and the Lions didn't want to be left out, so they went to their next option B. And option B was more expensive, but they went to option B, paid a little more money, and got a, a, a David Montgomery. Well, it sounds to me like David Montgomery was – like David Montgomery was the number one option to begin with, and uh, Jamal was the second option if they didn't get David Montgomery. Okay. That's the way I read it. Okay, well, I, there's two different there's two different ways you can look at it. I, either way, it's, 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 they it's end up with David Montgomery. 
We, even, why, would, why, would, why would they take a guy, pay him more money if he was the second option? Well, because – Yes, well, if, if you want to bring back for loyalty's sake and team building or whatever and you got a, one of the leaders of the team and you want to bring them back but you're only going to bring them back for what you want to, then that would be your first option. But if I can't get that, then I'll go ahead. It's like if Saquon Barkley was available, but I will, I will deal with Williams, but I really want somebody better. But if Williams don't come through, then we'll just pay the extra and do something else. That's the way I see it happening. They pay more after their first option didn't didn't go into their financial, you know, their financial statements the way they wanted it. That's the way I see it. But you could be your way too. Either way, they ended up with David Montgomery. Yeah, and a good player. The one thing about him, he has look. I like look. You know that I like I like Jamal a lot. Okay, right. But. I think David Montgomery, if you look at what he's done in his, his four years with the Chicago Bears, you got to look at his yards from scrimmage, not just rushing. He's had at least 800 yards rushing in all three seasons, in, in, in three of the four seasons, and he had went over a thousand with one other one. So that's production that, that Jamal that doesn't doesn't match at all. I one thing he's got is those touchdowns, and also as a, as a receiver, he's he's been really really effective out of the backfield too. I'm talking, you know. I'm talking about Montgomery now, so I think, it's, like you said, they got the better player. Yeah, he's got the everything more, but speed, Montgomery. Right. He's got everything. If he had speed, he'd be up there with Barkley as a back because, like you say, he had the most missed tackles in the league last year. He's a good back. You know, but when I watched the Bears, never thought that I we got a game plan for Montgomery. That was me looking at the games when they played the Bears, but I remember him doing things in those games, but I just never – Thought about wow, you know, like when we used to see Walter Payton with the Bears, whatever. I just never thought about him that. <laughs> way. No, I'm not calling him Payton, but I'm just saying, you know, when you oh, see a back God. on another team, you're like, wow, that guy's good. You know, Zeke Elliott when you played Dallas, or whatever. I just never thought. Well, we we play the Bears, man. We got to stop Montgomery. I just never thought of him that way. So, you know, every 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 week we do this, you say something that puts me right on the floor. So let me let me get up. Get back I'm chair. not comparing him to Walter Payton. Right? Before people start calling, I'm just saying he's a back that I just kind of overlooked when we played the Bears. I mean, it was just a functional oh. back. I never thought of him. Oh. Did you ever think of him when you when the Bears come in? How oh, how are we going to contain Montgomery this week? I always thought this watching him play. He was a really good cutback runner. Really good. He could. He had a way of. He had a way of of getting through you know creases and right. seams and all that. Was he a breakaway runner? No. Right. You know what? There aren't many in the league that are. Right. Now, question mark on this, though. This You basically agree with me that he's more of a three-down back, too. He can play all. He, he is a three-down back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. where, where are we at with um, Swift? I don't know. That's that's it's, it's it's an enigma to me. He's not mm. he's not he's not on the field. Uh, he's not out there enough. That's one more thing about David Montgomery, by the way. He's only missed six games in four years. Yeah. But you got to give me some answer on this. If he's going to be a an predominantly three-down back. Well, he hasn't been a predominantly three-down no, I'm talking back. about Montgomery. If he's going to be a three-down yeah. back where you're going to play yeah. him in the passing uh, downs, yeah. which was Swift's for, forte, yeah. then what are, you, what are you going to do? What do you need Swift for and what are you going to do with him? Do you think well, Swift will be on this team in August? I think yeah, I think he'll be on this team in the regular season. Okay. I think he'll be here. Yeah, okay. he's got one more year left on his contract. Okay. Why get rid of him? Well, I mean, I mean, like I said, if you go into the draft and you pick another back that's a speed back that you know you can run in and out that you don't have to you know um, play full time, but a, a smaller you know sample size of, 
then Swift is really he's 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 a uh, you know you can get rid of him then. Is it you're, no, you're, not, think, you're I, not bringing him back after next year anyway? I well we'll get the next year next year. Come on, but but the thing about him is look he's got he's, he has skills and you can use him in spots to help you win games and it's not it's not a big financial commitment okay. at all to him. All right. It's minuscule. I'm, I'm like him. I want to keep him, but I'm just trying to figure out a role. He's going to be like a theoretic. Remember I told you well, last year, at worst, he was a theoretic. At best, he was a starter. And it was like role, he's yeah. going to a theoretic role. You know, even, though he, even though he missed games from what he did last year, what he's done for three years, you know what his role is. It's to catch the ball and, and, and you know, man, make plays, make people miss. He, look, he's speed. He's got. He look. He has skill, no doubt about that. Yeah, but he's got to run. He's got to be able to run the ball without getting hurt. He's got to be able to run has, the ball. Right, but he has. Right, it's it's production. Yeah. However you look at it, it's yeah. production. I wonder can they play together? On the old uh, the nineteen seventies two back conference. No, but I've seen some plays with. Um, I was looking at some Montgomery plays from Chicago last night. Uh, they're on YouTube if you want to see them. That he lined up sometime in the slot. And um, you know Swift lined up sometime in the slot here. In the oh, Swift, year. yeah, Swift. Did so that I wonder, can you put yeah, them on the field at the same time? Well, yeah, they've done it before. and can do okay. it again. Well, then, then, then we can find a spot for them then. Um, so that's the question mark with that. So now we're back to the question: um, Is there anything else in free agency you want to see them do? And after that, we're heading into draft period. Where is your concentration draft-wise? I'll give you the first question first. Is there anything else in free agency you'd like them to look out for before, you know, the draft? Well, I don't think this is going to happen. I'd like to say, for the Detroit Lions, I'd like to see an every-down, versatile tight end who can, who can play three downs. They don't have that right now with what they have left. Now, look, they got through the, you know, they got through last season after trading T.J. Hawkinson in pretty good pretty good shape. You know, they, they think those guys that came back, I think, combined for, I think it was eight touchdown, eight touchdown catches. So they got, well, they got pretty good value out of them. But I think they need an every down, an every down tight end. Now whether they'll get that in the next six weeks or wait till they get it in the draft because it's a really strong draft for tight ends. They might wait till the draft. Yeah, I, I was thinking they need to address because I don't think Evan Brown's coming back. And then when the things I've been reading and hearing, he's going to get a starting job as a center somewhere. And that's what he's going for. So he's not coming back. So tight end and guard are positions I would look at. They don't necessarily have to be first-round picks on either of those either because you can make it work, and you got, like I said, four picks in the first two rounds. You can maneuver that around. But those are two positions I'll look for. Also, the backup quarterback, um, that's the next move I want to see. That's the next move, Mike. you got to get a backup that can play in case golf gets hurt this year. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Hello, Mike. I'm going to ship this one. You're not talking finally. about the backup quarterback? No, I, I agree with you 100%. And uh, you know what? No one else agrees with you. Who? Brad Holmes. Yeah. He said, we talked about Jared Goff. He's our guy, but we have nobody behind him. Well, what the guys are falling off the table. What do you think they're waiting for? They get the right guy with the right price. I think. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. You know, Minshew from Pittsburgh might be a possibility. Look, he's an athletic guy. I know you don't like his mustache. Don't like that mustache. But you're just gonna have to, some things. You're just gonna have to fight through. Ken. No, really we're gonna meet him out on ninety four and uh, <laughs> uh, ninety four uh, two seventy five. We're gonna cut that mustache when he comes at the time. 
Um, I mean, is Gardner, is Gardner Minshew great? No, but he can he can get you through a game. Right. I just need somebody that has won a game in NFL before. Right. You know, and so, can get you through a game, like you said. Yeah, no, I, and I think he can do that. Uh, in the end, can he go the distance? No, he can't. Let's put it this way, he hasn't. Right. Well, like I said, I, six for me, a quarterback is not off the table. Um, I'm a yes on Carter if everything checks out, and six on quarterback is not off the table for me because that's a bonus pick for me. And if one of those good quarterbacks falls to six, I will run the card up there, and then I will just concentrate on everything else at 18, the two second-round picks and third-round picks. I'll move them all around and get some players because I think right now, if I had to start the season right now, go to camp tomorrow, this is a team without any other additions that should be the favorite in the North. Well, they have no control over the odds makers. We know how they set that up, but I don't disagree with you. I think they should be. Yeah, they should be the favorite in the North. And anything they add from here is, is butter. Anything they add from here is butter. And I, I, I really like the way this well, team is set up to be is built right now. I mean, I think I think they can come away from the draft with a couple of starters. I really do. Either, that's what I'm saying. Not sta- right. Or if they're not starters, high-rotation players. Yeah, but that's you know. butter. I'm talking about if I had to go with what I got right now, like I said, we're going to fight tonight, I'm good. But I'll be better after the draft. I'm good right now, but I'll be better after the draft. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. I know you, Mike. I know you probably looking all defense in this draft. But now that they got no, some defensive not, players, I'm no. not, I don't have a problem taking off. The, my B. John Robinson, I think, is off the table. Now, I'm kind of upset about that. After I made my declarative statement last week that I would take him at 18, I think now I can't no, take him at be, 18. No, he won't be there. If he is there, I can't take him at 18 because I've got my running back now. I can take a lesser back for the next – this is your running back for the next three years. I'll take a lesser back. Kenny, if you're going to take a quarterback at six who's going to be be a backup for the year, why can't you take a running back who's going to split time and run the ball? No, not with the first pick. No, no, not with the first pick. No, no, not with the first pick. The quarterback is different, Mike, because you've got different levels of uh, quarterback. Them Running backs, like you said, the best running back and the second best running back may not be that far apart in talent or splits, and you can get one in the second round and the other one's a first rounder. So that's why I'm saying that. That 18th pick, though, to me, that's a player, man, that you're playing right away, not splitting time. That's a starter. Well, that, would, that, would be, that would be a running back to me. Well, if, 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 if Bijan was there and we drafted him, he's not starting. David Robinson, David Montgomery's starting. If he plays half the snaps, 40% of the snaps, he's contributing at a high level. That's split time, isn't it? That's exactly what I'm saying. Right, absolutely. I'm not splitting time with the 18th pick. I'm not splitting time. But you'll do it with the sixth. No, the quarterback is – that's for next year or the year after. So you don't want to touch any of these four quarterbacks if one falls. I don't, know. I don't like them. Okay. Well, the well, there's two of them. Two of them are going to go one, two. It's the other two that you're talking about. You're talking about the other two. You're not talking about the first well, two. Well, there's rumor out that Carolina's is fifty-fifty on Richardson or Stroud. Now, mm-hmm. if the fifty percent is true and they somehow take Richardson, Houston takes Stroud, Indy takes Bryce Young, then you got Will well, Levis there. The only two I would look at are the first two. The other, the other, the other no. Youngest Stroud are the only two you look at. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If the other, if the other guys are there, later rounds fine. Okay. And they're not going to, and I know they're not going to be. Okay. 
All right, and um, we'll close it out with this then. It's a couple of free agency, uh, not free agents, but players that may, contracts may either be changed or they might be cut in the near future. Charles Harris redid his contract. That was one of the guys we were looking at a few weeks ago that maybe the Lions might, you know, try to get out of the contract to save some mm-hmm. cap space. He redid his contract, so he's staying. So what does that say to you about Romeo Aquara? And do you think Big V is going to be back on his team this year? And that's the uh, the right guard? Yeah, I, I think if, if I'm going to say this and as soon as I get done saying it, and then before we can get it out there, it's going to be different. But I think Big, I just have a feeling Big V is going to be there. He's going to, he's going to play. I just have a feeling. Okay. Not sure. Mm-hmm. That's just my sense. Uh, Romeo, don't know. I really don't. And I don't think there's any rush on it. See how if he continues to develop and come back from that Achilles injury of two years ago, like he's a valuable player because he knows how to rush the passer. You know, he'll get you some hits on the quarterback. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out in his new defense, and I didn't get to see enough because he only came back late in the year. What is he playing? Is he a linebacker now? Is he a defensive end? Is he moving in? Because you got Kaminsky and those guys – you know, going from end to tackling in, and you got Hutchinson on one side, you got Will Harris now on the other side. I mean, Charles Harris on the other side. Um, where does he fit in? That's my only question because he's getting paid. He's not getting paid for like 10 snaps a game. What? What? Where does he fit in? I I think he'd be a good rotation player for the Lions. Okay. And he'd be playing pretty much the same position his brother plays in, right? The, the stand-up outside guy and – Something rushes. like that, yeah. Okay. Something like that. Well, that's to look at because, like I said, he's got a high salary number, and um, this this organization, this group here, they did resign him, but he he's from the last you know regime. So, well, a lot of the players are from the last regime. That's got nothing to do with it. No, I'm just saying though, if they wanted to get out from under him, this is the time to do it because if he's not a player that you want with this defense, you're going to find out soon because I I didn't see the fit. This, the games he played this year. I saw the couple of sacks he had in that Jet game, but after that, I didn't, I didn't see much out of him. Well, we'll see. I think yeah, we'll uh, I think he was still feeling his way in his comeback from the Achilles, and I think he'll be okay. No, I really no. do. There we go. Another, look, look, another he, disagreement. He wasn't on the field until late in the season. You know, it's not like he was. You know, not like he was cleared to play early. He was cleared to play you know mid mid season and beyond. Right. 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 All right, so that's it then. We disagree again, but we'll find out how it goes. Well, right, I don't Mike, agree or disagree on this one. I'm just looking at all the at all the options. No, you just non-committal as usual. Is that what you were saying here? I'm I'm <laughs> weaseling out. <laughs> all right, well that's gonna wrap up our this week. Uh, it's interesting talk this week. A lot of interesting things going on. Before we get to a couple of league items. Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers, who you know I hate with a passion, the Packers, and I I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers either. I just thought his whining this week was the epitome of why Green Bay wanted to move on from him. He is the most entitled guy to have not won in a long time. And it just it, yesterday's Pat McAfee appearance was the epitome of a whiner. Yeah, if I'm the Packers, look, I'll do it. I'll, I won't deliberately hold him up or anything like that. I won't like just drag my feet and take, you know, th- three months to do something to get done in three days. But, but. I wouldn't give him any break. Now, Matthew Stafford left the Detroit Lions on different situation. You know, he was went to he went to Sheila Sheila Hampton, the the, the owner, principal owner, I should say, and very quietly talked it over with them. And then the 
couple of days later, the story came out that he wanted to be he wanted to be traded to another team. That's the way they did it. that's the way the Falcons did it with uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, with Matt Ryan. The, the other other teams have done it with their players, who've you know very quietly done it and and you know put them in a place where they where they could in the last couple of years of their career they have a chance to win. They want to be part of a rebuilding project. I don't think Aaron Rodgers deserves that. I don't. Well, he deserved it on merit from playing, but the the way he's done it the last few years, this you know, I'm talking and, about right now. Yeah, but he's no, no, held this right team now. up. He said he wasn't going to hold them up. They couldn't do anything in free agency. They find out what they're doing now. He's pretty much holding up the Jets because Green Bay can hold him. And I saw this. I read this that it's advantageous really for the Packers to hold on to him to after June second because right. the cap relief. So they don't have any hurry to get rid of him. They know he's not playing for them, which is fine. But they don't have any hurry, and the Jets want to get him there so he can start going to camp and working out with the you know the guys and getting accustomed to what's going on. So they got to agree on compensation. I'm in the Green Bay. I'm going to sit back and I'll say, you know, if you don't give me what I want or at least we can agree to something more than what you're giving me, I'll just wait to June. And then you well, never know. One. Some other team's quarterback gets hurt, and I'm just saying, you never know. I don't necessarily have to send them to you at all. So Green, the Jets, they are the ones that put themselves out there. They're going to have to come correct to get Aaron Rodgers. Well, there's just one thing, though, about with the Green Bay Packers side of it, though. If they wait till after after the draft, then they don't get any benefit. That's they true. They don't. So that's, that's they're hurting themselves. That's then. true. And there's and there's no way they will or should do that. No, I would say that, but you know, I've seen the stupidity of some teams that they do dumb things when they get mad. So Aaron Rodgers has definitely got them pissed off. And, and one other thing, and as many as many uh, division titles and. You know, trips to the conference championship and all that that the Packers have made in the last 15, 20, or actually 30 years. Uh, uh, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're, you can call them a franchise that makes a lot of mistakes. They've been very, very successful in, the, yeah. in that little town, in that little town in Wisconsin. But they've had some down periods too, Mike, like the 70s. Well, I, I said the last 30 years. Yeah, but I'm saying they've had some down periods, too. And, and like I said, they had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back. That takes a lot of problems away from you that you might have had otherwise. So they they got lucky with the second one. and Well, they got lucky with both of them because Atlanta gave them Brett Favre. So it's a lot of luck that went into that, too. And like I said, once you got the quarterback, building the rest of the team is way easier than looking for the quarterback. So I give them credit for that, but they're not infallible. And Ron Wolf is long gone. Well, Ron Wolf is the one who spotted uh, spotted Brett uh, Favre at, at the Senior Bowl and, and kept an eye on him and really liked him. And as soon as he became available, they pounced and right. got him for a second-round right. draft pick. Right. So, yeah, he, they did deserve credit for that. Yeah. Well, and I'll, have final, I'll finish on this one. Lamar Jackson's still out there. Is somebody going to step up and give him an offer sheet, even though you might be doing it just so Baltimore can match? Or are teams uh, – just going to shy away and he's going to have to deal with Baltimore and that's it. I think that that's a different one. It's it, it, really on the surface. It seems pretty simple. You know, if somebody wants him to make an offer. If they don't, they won't. All right. But I, like I said, if I know Baltimore, I would talk to Baltimore first before I even told him I'm making an offer. If you, if you just doing this cause you're going to match it, then I'm not doing anything. But if you really want to get rid of them, we can set up some parameters for what you want in trade besides the two picks, and then you give me the authorization, then I'll, I'll negotiate my contract with him and we'll call it a trade. I'm not going to do your work for you, you know, and then well, you just would, match that would, it. That would be a, that would be collusion at a very, very high level. And if anybody found out That's about it. That's not collusion. It, 
You can yes, you can is. you can agree on terms of a trade. You can agree on terms of a trade, but you can't call them and say and, and set it up like that in advance just to, to lower the price. No, but you can call them and say that. if I if um can we set up a trade for Lamar if I can get a, a, him to agree to terms? You can do that. You can do that, but that's not with the other part. Well, that's what I'm talking okay. about. That's the way I'm talking about it. I ain't talking about a collusion. I'm talking about I'm not even going to negotiate with him if I'm if I'm just doing it for you. I'm, I need to know that you're ready to move on from him and you like this compensation, and we can yeah. I can negotiate a contract. But I'm telling you right now, if I'm the Lions, I'm still looking at that. I know you don't want to hear about it, and everybody out there don't hear about it. Man, you put Lamar Jackson on this Lions offense, boy. Woo! They are ready. Well, they'd have to change the whole offense, but yeah. They are ready. So anyway, think about it because we'll probably be talking next week and Lamar will still be out there, so we'll we'll finish it up next week. All right, Michael here at DetroitLions.com. A lot of good articles there for you guys to see and read. Uh, Mike's got good stuff. Tim Twentyman, are you back to doing your mock draft 3.0 next week, Mike? Uh, it'll come out on April 3rd. April 3rd. All right. Well, there you go with that. And uh, we're here on the Mitch Album Show. We'll be talking to guys throughout the – next few weeks periodically about the draft and the Lions free agent signing. So listen up, read up, be aware, and we'll be back next week here on the K&M Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Mike. All right, Kenny Brown. That is it.